Bad Mormons. I'm Mandy. I'm Charlotte. I'm Courtney. Yeah! And together! <laughs> we are recording a podcast for you today. Live from Disney Resort in California. <laughs> clearly says on the screen, welcome to the No Last Name Party. <laughs> <laughs> we got our booze. We got our snacks. We got, we got our, our dignity for now. <laughs> we got our Star Wars costumes. Yes. So yeah. we're here recording on the May 4th. May the 4th be with you, Charlotte. May the 4th be with you, Mandy. Always. <laughs> May the 4th also be with you, Courtney. Thanks for including me. Courtney is not as big of a Star Wars, um, what's the word? Fanatic? No. Mm-hmm. Obsessive? Crazy? Yeah. Anyway. She likes it. Super fan. <laughs> but she graciously agreed to come to the nerd convention with us today, yeah. which is uh, why we're at the Disneyland Resort. They're going to close down the park at 6 o'clock, or sorry, 9 o'clock, and then only people with Star Wars tickets. Do we kick tickets. it in until 9 o'clock? Well, we get in at 6, okay. but they kick everyone else out at 9. How do, how can they tell who's I who? don't know. We're going to find out. That'll be very I think we have wristbands or something. Or lanyards. You don't have or... a wristband. Get the fuck out. <laughs> this is our park now. We chest bump people who don't have lightsabers. Get out. Get out. Anyway, sorry. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you're getting a very manic version of it because we're very excited. Right? And, you know, we get drunk. We tell you stories about things we did when we were drunk. And you laugh at us. And we love it. We love it. We smile. And you keep hitting play every week. And I just can't thank you enough. And we, we're wondering why. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, because just as I love watching teen mom and 16 mm. and pregnant, I just know that my life could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching toddlers and tiaras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that a toddler uh, passed away? No. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. Like a, when a, she's, she's 16 or she was 16 and... Uh, yeah, I read that while I was drunk at the airport. Oh, Drug overdose? Suicide. Ah, fuck. That's, mm, I can't make fun of that. No, no, I can't make fun of that. I mean, I guess I can't really make fun of a drug overdose either. Well, I wish they'd, I wish they'd put that show back on the air. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, thanks to our patrons. Special shout out. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks you for supporting us. We love you. And don't worry, you're not going to have to listen to the mess we created last night. <laughs> <laughs> we may have tried to record this last night when Courtney flew in, but she had a four-hour layover in Las Vegas, so clearly it was very clear and concise and well thought out. Las Vegas is a very pushy town. They push that booze on you as soon as you land at the airport. They're like, here, drink this, drink this, drink this. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. who am I to say no? Right. I'm just a girl. Uh, <laughs> in Courtney's honor, or Courtney's defense, too, you were also very drunk by the time we Listen, all met up together. very drunk. I drank half a bottle of wine. I mean, really, how drunk can you get off of half a bottle of wine? Mm, fair Thank enough. you for defending me, but I'd appreciate it if you just walk right up on stage and slap her across the face and say, keep Courtney's name out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, hey, I have a fun thing for you guys for Mormon Corner this week. Okay. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. It's a recipe. I didn't pull this one from the Mormon Trail Cookbook. Oh. I, I pulled this one off the internet, and all I know about it is that it's called Jezebel Sauce. Jezebel like Sauce? What comes out of my <laughs> vagina monthly. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's blood farts. And then I was like, don't say blood farts on the podcast. And now you've said it twice. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird that you think my vagina farts, but okay. Um. I know. There's a lot of things wrong with me, Courtney. You should know this by now. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so I'm going to read you guys Jezebel Sauce. It's on a blog post. Uh, it says, This was a very popular post from December 17th, 2015, especially during the holiday season. Anna served it as part of her Christmas Eve meal appetizer offering. <laughs> Just can't tell you how good this is, so you have to experience for yourself. My heck. Don't be afraid of the horseradish. It's a subtle kick, and the sweetness of the preserves and marmalade pair well with it. I don't know what's happening. Um. Oh, my heck. Oh, my heck. Heavenly Father. <laughs> I must apologize for the size of the cream cheese block on the image. Someone, who shall remain nameless, decided to cut a chunk of it off for their bagel one morning, although the whipped cream cheese was right next to it. Just saying. Okay, we're stopping. We're not reading any more of that. Someone's I hate, not getting I... enough dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my heck, Courtney, don't say that. Did she just say the D word? <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father. Divorce? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what Jezebel sauce is, you guys. Jezebel sauce. It's an eight, It's a jar of pineapple preserves, a jar of apricot preserves, a cup of marmalade, orange marmalade, Paddington, too. Represent. Uh, <laughs> a jar of prepared horseradish, a tablespoon of dry mustard, and an eight-ounce package of cream cheese. Okay. 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 Combine all the ingredients and store them in the refrigerator. It should... Okay. For, With, there's mistakes already because it should say everything but the cream cheese because it, basically what it wants you to do is mix the jam, the horseradish, and the mustard together. <laughs> Pour it over a brick of cream cheese. Is it weird that I'm having heartburn just <laughs> listening to this? <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, in this in this iteration of it, I'm sure that their idea was not to pair a cocktail with it. But, Courtney, I'm going to ask you, what cocktail would you pair? You are pairing it with a Bloody Mary because after you stir your Bloody Mary with that great big celery stalk, you're going to take it out and jab the cream cheese with it, have a bite of it, and then stir your Bloody Mary around some more. Nice. Actually, I don't hate that. I could do that. Or the fucking marmalade and the apricots. Mm, yeah. Bring it up again. I'm, all that background noise, the pound town that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. We are. We're in a very high tower. We're in the frontier tower at the Disneyland Hotel. Fancy, fancy hotel. Very fancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> overlooking. Would you tell him, Courtney? Yeah, it's overlooking a goddamn construction site. <laughs> it's like that time that I went on Travelocity and and I was going to book a hotel and they're just like you could book it for this really really tiny price but we're not going to tell you what it is until after you hit yes and I'm just like please don't be circus circus and then I hit yes and they're just like you're staying at the Riviera and I was like sweet it's not circus circus and we get to the Riviera and we check in and I throw open the windows and I have a view of circus circus <laughs> I have a story about circus circus I don't know if I've ever told it I'll save it for story time Perfect. Just tie it in there. Perfect. Um, yeah, that was... Well, it kind of reminds me of mom. what mom used to make. Big block of cream cheese with cocktail sauce, so horseradish and ketchup, and the little bait, those bay shrimps mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Did you say the cocktail sauce was horseradish and ketchup? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then you put it on a Ritz cracker. That was actually really good. It was really good. So, you know, maybe this monstrosity won't be so terrible. It's a, do you think that's a Mormon thing? Just throwing shit on top of a brick yes. of cream cheese? Is, and as also is that way I weigh 800 pounds right now. <laughs> um, I did when we were looking up things. I don't know why. I was Googling Mormon food last night, probably trying to help contribute, but didn't. Um, <laughs> was 
taking that whole can of pineapple that are not diced, but they're this, you know, it's got the circle out of the oh, middle. It's called cord pineapple. Cord pineapple. Mm-hmm. And then just putting jello all around it and then putting it in the fridge so that Put, so you're a, putting it in like a cylindrical mold and yes yes um and so and then you just cut it so there's jello on the outside jello on the inside and pineapple in the middle and i don't hate that idea either the only thing that can make that better is some shredded carrots <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little cottage cheese oh okay, fuck <laughs> off you guys <laughs> i know we've talked about this before but like you always say not everybody listens to every episode they should. But <laughs> there's something oddly so comforting about green jello and cottage cheese and pineapple to me. It's like we, everybody has like a weird food they ate when they were a kid that's like comforting. It's like, oh, mama or whatever. My mom loves me. She gave me green jello with carrots. Yeah. But it's like the texture of green jello with carrots, it's like jello y, lumpy, salty. Like, there's nothing good about the combination of any of it together. It's like, like sweet, salty, you're not selling me slimy, squishy, and hard, and wrong. Everything about it's wrong. But for some reason, when I eat it, I'm like, oh, mama. That shit's fucking worse. I know. I feel the same way so about she was shit trying to, She was trying to kill you at a young age? I need a counselor. <laughs> shit on a shingle, which apparently is not what the Mormons called it, but it's tuna fish gravy on toast. Tuna fish? Yeah. It's yeah. like... So they eat it in, I guess, the Navy, and the Navy calls it shit on a shingle. Because every time I try to explain it to someone, they're like, oh, you mean shit on a shingle? I'm like, well, the Mormons would never call it that. <laughs> See, shit on a shingle, when my grandma made it, she um, she said, the, the only thing that uh, the Carl Budding lunched meat is good for is shit on a shingle. And you mix that up with gravy, and you dump that out on a biscuit. Mm-hmm. So, like so it's, it. it's the same concept, just with different ingredients, depending on your locale. And I think that my grandpa... Um, on that side was also in the navy too. Ah, so there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. What would you eat with shit on a shingle? Like, what would I eat with it? Probably drink some with it. I'm sorry. Hash browns. <laughs> I hope there's some hash browns. <laughs> what am I gonna drink with that? It's fucking breakfast food. I'm gonna drink a mimosa. <laughs> I'm gonna have a late beer. <laughs> that seems like a navy thing. I'll go for a white Russian. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> On. Let's talk about some cool shit. In the Navy, I'm gonna have a shot glass full of cum. <laughs> See, we can edit that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I'll totally edit that out. <laughs> semen with their semen. Uh, I've, we've been dying to ask you since, you know, so all the, all the three of us are big movie fans. We have been since forever. We actually speak 90% in movie quotes to one <laughs> that another. Is <laughs> But uh, we just saw, we like to go to the Sinopolis, Sinopolis, where with the, you know, they bring you wine and you can have your recliner and they bring you a bowl of popcorn and shit. We ordered a salad. I don't know. It was weird. Eating a salad in the dark might be one of the fucking weirdest things I've ever done. So the day before was Craig's, well, actually this was his birthday when we went to the movies, but the day before we went to uh, Wind and Sea down in Dana Point and had their Mai Tais, which fuck you up. They really fuck you up. Then, because you're already fucked up, you think it's a great idea to keep drinking over at Turks, which is what I did. And I drank a lot of martinis. I blacked out. I don't remember. Was there a 
magician there? There was a magician there. <laughs> no, I, just, I just remember. I just remembered that. He actually their mind ties was like a sneak attack. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. No, three, it's, it's like Big Mama's man. You don't fuck around. <laughs> three mai tais and you will black the fuck out. And it does, they don't taste boozy. That's and the thing. You know what? You think we'd know this by now because we've all done it a few times. Now we still do it. We Every still go back. Year. Um, but so I was hungover as fuck the next day because of the amount of mixing. I also drank wine. I don't know. Martinis. Martinis, wine, and Mai Tais. Great idea, Charlotte. Hey, this is uh, internet, by the way. This is Charlotte's signature move. When you're too drunk to be making good decisions, when you're at that point, you should probably drink water. Without <laughs> fail, every single time, guess what Charlotte orders? Martinis. 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 <laughs> not, not like a lemon drop where it's mixed with things. I go straight vodka, dirty martinis. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry, go. Um, but anyway, so... Me and Manny have been laying around all day like, what do we want to do for your birthday, Craig? <laughs> um, so we decided to go to a movie. And so when we're in there, I finally, I just, I was like, give me a margarita. This has to end. <laughs> this, this hangover is not going away on its own. And then I was like, I'm going to be healthy. And I ordered a salad. <laughs> now the movie started. It's all dark. And I'm just trying to eat, and I hate tomatoes, too. So I'd be like, I'd be like, what is this in my mouth? I don't know. Like, I can't see anything. And every now and again, you jump, like, bite into one of the grape-sized tomatoes. I'm like, oh, God, no. Salad betrayed me. (laughs) But, God, that's not what this story was supposed to be about. Well, there's, I was just going to just add on to that. There's a reason why. Movie theaters don't historically, traditionally serve salads. Or what else do we get? Like a lobster grilled lobster cheese sandwich? sandwich? A grilled cheese sandwich, that's right. I'll take the uh, rock of cream cheese with a bunch of shit dumped all over it. Just, it'll, it'll be in the dark. It won't matter. Stick to popcorn. Stick to candy. Go to a place that serves you alcohol if you can. Because right. that really that, elevates that the, thing the experience. I had two margaritas. Nobody else did, apparently. Or just sneak it in yourself. It doesn't matter. Generally, that's what I like to do. (laughs) Anyway, so the movie we saw, back to cool (laughs) shit, was we saw The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. And it was so good. And Courtney's doing the fist in the palm. Yes. (laughs) Which we didn't know anything about it. I was just looking at what was playing at that particular theater because I knew we wanted to go to that one. And I was like, well, this has got Nick Cage in it. We don't know anything about it. Hadn't seen any previews, whatever. Mandy read it to me and just said, what was the description? It was like, Nick was Cage the- stars himself. And I was like, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> Cage stars as himself in a life story about Nick Cage. And we're like, okay. This is going to be either, I believe our exact words were, this is either going to be the most incredible thing that's ever been created, or it's going to be total horseshit. <laughs> it was pretty great. It was really fucking good. Are we talking about this where it's just like you pitch that idea to Nick Cage and if he's like, no, I'm not down. Okay, well, you know, Joey Lawrence isn't doing anything. Move on to whatever actor. Yeah, I mean, technically, I kind of have a feeling he was like, I don't know if this is just, you know, because it's about him, but he at least had an EP credit or some kind of producing credit. Right. So I, I kind of wonder if it was his idea, which would be <laughs> would so good. <laughs> it was. But like there was all these little Easter eggs and homages and like, you know, just like kind of little shout outs to all of the great Nick Cage movies. There was like a leaving Las Vegas scene. There was. Con- Air. Yeah. There's clips of Con Air in there. Yeah. Face off. Yeah. All the hits. Um, what's the. What's a leather jacket, Valley Girl? Oh, Valley Girl. That, yeah, that was his whole like alternate persona. Oh, a lot that's of times, right. where, there was a scene. Fast Times at Richmond High. Fast Times. He was not 
Was he in that? He wasn't in that. For like a brief moment in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's in the right. class. That's it was right. like Nicholas Coppola. Yeah, yeah. that's what he was going by back then. There's something I want to say, but it's a spoiler. Should I not say it? Don't say it if it's a spoiler. Okay, the I'm going to say it. No, no, you can't just say The Rock and have that be a spoiler. Okay, I, anyways, go see the movie. It's a great movie. Because I'm going to spoil it next time. It's got dreamy, <laughs> dreamy pants in it. Oh, Pedro, mm-hmm. Pascal. Pedro, Pascal. She just brought it down and dirty. Hey, you said we're in Pound Town. We are in Pound Town. Even though we're overlooking. Welcome to Pound Town, Pedro. Even though we're overlooking a pool with about 400 children in it right now. You know, there's probably like 15 sex offenders up here dragging at you. Run away, children. Go, run to your parents. Oh, that's terrible. Do you guys get nailed nailed those things, you know, like when a pervert moves into your community? You know, we don't. We don't. I wish, I mean, I don't know if I want to know. I did look before I, you know, when I was looking at my area or whatever, I was like, how many sexual, like I think it's Megan's Law. You can go on Megan'sLaw.com and see how many sexual offenders live nearby. You're like, that's a lot. Apparently my apartment is uh, right next to a place where people who get uh, paroled for sex offenses uh, reside. So we get them like, you know, once a month. When I lived on Garden Street, directly across the intersection, that's where all of the parole people would go. Yeah, that happens, yeah. I call it sexy mail. <laughs> and then I hold it up and I wave it at Joe and I'm just like, I have options. <laughs> you better start treating me right. You gotta put the toilet seat down, motherfucker. Uh, damn, he only likes kids. <laughs> he only likes kids and he's at the Disneyland Hotel. Gordy looks like you need a refill there. I do. Why are you holding out on me? I don't know. It hurts inside from last night. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have for cool shit? Uh, I started watching The Flight Attendant on Netflix. Ooh, tell us about that. So I started watching Russian Doll. <laughs> Wait, am I having a flashback for <laughs> the third episode? My point is I was telling my client about it because she hadn't seen The Russian Doll and I liked it so much, but that the second season was garbage. Well, she said, oh, it's much like The Flight Attendant. Second season was garbage, but the first season was really good. So I normally would have never watched The Flight Attendant because it's a terrible name. And I don't like uh, Kristen Chikakukuku. No. No. She's thinking of Kaylee Carousel. Cappuccino. Kaylee Cappuccino. You know, from Bazinga. From the Big Bang Theory. I don't care for her terribly. Well, because I don't care for that show. But... This was actually a really good, good show. And I hate her less now. I mean, I don't, I don't think I hate her at all. Like, yeah, she was in a show that paid her a lot of money. Good for her. She's not that character. I shouldn't just stereotype people. <laughs> Anyways, Big Bang Theory is terrible. But The Flight Attendant <laughs> is really good. But apparently, don't watch the second season because it's useless. Garbage, okay. I watched um, The Thing About Pam, which uh, I guess is based on a true story about a lady who... Um, has her, or she kills her best friend and has her husband framed for it. And uh, Renee Zellweger is dynamite in it. She, nice. she, that character was made for her. It was, she's absolutely fabulous. I love her. Oh, that's great. I want, and what's that Hulu, right? Hulu, yep. I want to watch that. Um, yeah, I liked, I liked Renee Zellweger and like, um, what's that movie that she's in where she's 
sad and lonely. Bridget Jones' Diary. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Chicago, hello. Uh, another thing I watch on Hulu is called Captive Audience. It's a little documentary. Um, you guys know the story about uh, the Stainer boy that got kidnapped um, as a young child, and uh, he was missing for seven years, and then he got brought back home in California. Yes. And then his yeah. older brother turned out to be the Yosemite murderer. What? <gasps> no, I didn't know yeah. that. And it's it's just like I think it's a three part a three part on Hulu too. It's called the Captive Audience, and it I remember just like hearing the story of the. Um, Stephen Stainer, who got kidnapped, like hearing that story on a podcast and being like, "Man, that's like really fucked up." And then they're just like, "So stay tuned for part two. And I listened to part two, and I was like, "Poor fucking family, man." Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so he didn't kidnap his brother. No, <laughs> he murdered his coworkers at uh, the parks. He like he killed somebody like in the park, and then there was like a mother and daughter that were on vacation with a. Um, a friend of the daughters um, who was from a different country and wow. uh, he murdered them that they, they found them murdered in was he working at the park or was he was working at a hotel at the park oh that's right yeah I knew there was some sort of connection yeah. that's fucked yeah well I want to watch that yeah. yeah totally and I haven't watched anything about it but I've heard it's been really good but the John Wayne Gacy files or tapes on Netflix apparently is going to be really god, good god that's the creepiest it's because he was a clown right well and also <laughs> he was just so creepy <laughs> Gross. I yeah. Mean, just, hey, did you want to ride to my house where you can just no? <laughs> you know, I could see like people getting in Jeffrey Dahmer's car. You know, it's just like yeah, it'd be attractive, but you know, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm crazy. laughs> You're gonna kill me. You gotta be hot. <laughs> Ted Bundy hot. Uh. Did I ever tell you about the time that some lady tried to lure me into her car when I was like seven? <laughs> Did I ever tell you this? <laughs> could have been Mandy Stainer. I could have been. <laughs> no last names. Sorry. She was old. She was like, well, I was seven, so everyone looked old, but she looked like my grandma old. That kind of old. She had, I remember she had like really bright red lipstick on and like curly red hair. I've already told this on the podcast, I know before, but. Not everybody listens to every episode. True. And I'm walking, I'm like a two blocks from my house, walking home from my friend's house, and she pulls up in an old, like, maroon, kind of like Matt's car, yeah. like an old, I don't know, Lincoln or whatever you call those old people car, Oldsmobile, I don't know. And she's like, opens the, she's driving, and she opens the door, and I'm on the passenger side, and she's like, hey, do you need a ride home? And I was like, looked at her, and I was like, no. <laughs> I'm seven. Right. No. She's like, oh. And she's like, following me just as fast as I'm walking, and uh, pacing me, and she's like, Hey, do you want some candy? I have some candy in here. And I looked at her and I was like, No! <laughs> I started running to my house. Oh, no, you got any cream cheese? <laughs> it's just like, so, so what do you think that lady wants? Did, did I have she, no idea. Did she want to bring you home for her husband? Or did she just want somebody to do the dishes that she did? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that anytime anyone tries to lure a seven-year-old child in their car, it's pretty nefarious. But like an a, for a woman to do that, like an old woman? Her husband was in the back seat. Probably. Laying down with a brick of cream cheese. <laughs> God, I wish I could get that out of my mind. <laughs> this cocktail that you put in the thermal flask is uh, pretty delicious. Pretty good, right? Yeah. I told you. Yeah, so what are you drinking now? Oh, we didn't tell the listeners what we're drinking. Well, here, let me tell them what I just poured for Courtney. <laughs> because surprisingly... It's called Night Night Courtney. <laughs> might shock you. But here, you take a 32-ounce Hydro Flask. <laughs> or sorry, Yeti. We do Yetis now. 
you put about, I don't know, a, an inch worth of uh, Cointreau. Two, two fingers. Oh, two fingers of Cointreau. Four fingers of Malibu rum. <laughs> 73 fingers of vodka. <laughs> and one finger of margarita mix. <laughs> Anyway, all this rum makes me really wish I had the uh, shrimp uh, <laughs> cheese concoction that your mom used to make. Um, no wonder I black out at Disneyland so often. Hey, it's not like you were complaining. <laughs> of course I wasn't until the next day when I'm like, why does everything hurt? They call it rookie juice for reason. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's just... There's so many this motherfucker things to talk about, and I don't want to talk about any of them because I'm drunk, and I'm, I'm at having... Disneyland, and I'm having a good time with my friends. <laughs> but looking at all those horrible children down there, they're trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. They are, yes. And it's just awful. Yeah. We're not your, I, we realize we're not your hot news source. We're not the place you come to for hot <laughs> tips. So we're not going to go through all the semantics of what's happening because you probably already know. Right. But it's fucked up. And, uh, I'm not happy about it. It's. Let me just say, I want to just say one thing, just to kind of summarize everything evil that's happening in this country. There is a really, really, really strong and obvious correlation to me between countries like in the Middle East where they have a small group of religious fanatics that just take over the country and basically are they seize power and they're able to control people and enact laws that are not... That the people don't want. Right. And that's exactly what's happening here. And people don't see the correlation and it drives the me Christian crazy. The Christian Taliban? The Christian Taliban, yeah. Christo-fascists, whatever you want to call them. It's it's terrifying. And it's like, so you have these people who are like, hey, I know we're only 20% of the population, but you're all we've cheated our way into making the rules that you're all going to follow. Right. And so it's like, if you look at just simply like how women were allo- are allowed to dress and behave in like... Um, Palestine, for example, you know, I don't want to like get into that whole thing, but it's like, you know, back in the seventies, it's like bikinis bikinis and you know, you were like a normal, like people could just live their lives. And then progressively each decade, it got more and more conservative to where it's like, oh, well now you have to cover your arms and legs. Oh, well now you have to cover your hair. Oh, well now you have to cover your whole fucking face. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it progresses like that little by little so that nobody sees it. And, and I mean, we always joke about the parallel between like all the trucks with the ISIS, the lines of trucks and dudes with guns and their ISIS flags. Right now, it's the MAGA people. Yeah, with their Trump flags. If they still got the guns and they still got the trucks, and if you try to compare the two to those people, they're they just get absolutely outraged and they're just like, "That's completely insane." It's not insane. It's the exact same fucking right. thing, and that's I think the most terrifying part about all of this. Marjorie Taylor Greene, QAnon, Matt Gates, Trump, like all these fucking monsters that are we're allowing to take over and make the rules because we're too fucking stupid to not vote them out you know well i mean the fact that fucking mitch mcconnell has been in office i don't know how long and like the man and i've said this before because i'm still just awestruck on how this is possible that he said i don't care if it's good for the american people i'm gonna vote it down to make obama a one-term president and he has somehow been reelected how many times? Right. What the? F- I mean, I get it's Kentucky, but seriously, Kentucky, get your shit together. Right. Yeah. Totally. Anyways, it's all very fucking frustrating and super irritating. And the midterms are coming up, and it's if this doesn't get people off their asses to vote, then I don't know what will. Do you know how upset people get when they hear about 
toilet babies being left behind at proms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And And that happens when abortion is safe and legal. (laughs) How many toilet babies are we going to have now? Right. I know. And, you know, I I guess I'm stubborn. And if you don't let me have my abortion, you're going to be taking care of a fetal alcohol baby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sadly, that's totally accurate. I want to be honest with you, Charlotte. You're going to take care of my... Yeah, because I'm so dropping it off at your pe- doorstep. People take in special children all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna chain it up in the basement, wait till it's seven, and then I'm gonna let it walk down the street and see if someone will pick it up. <laughs> we can edit all this out. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna Harriet Tubman some people out of Alabama over to California if I have to. I'll dig tunnel all the right. way underground because so. Does it, do, do you know, like, what this does to, like, the morning after pill or anything like that? Like, is that still... Oh, I don't know. Is that still a thing? It's hard to um, say. Well, I was just reading this horrible thread this morning, actually, of uh, Mueller, she wrote, that, that mm-hmm. Twitter account. And so, apparently, when she was in, I don't know what, what branch she was in, Navy, Army, whatever, but when she was in the Army, she got raped. Like, she's like, I got brutally raped, and when I tried to press charges or, or bring it up to my supervisor or whatever, they said I was going to be dis- dishonorably discharged because of perjury, saying that she's a liar. And also, um, uh, what's the one where you cheat on your husband? Adultery. Adultery. And so, but for both things, because he was married. And it's like, what the actual fuck? She's like, so... The rapist was married? Yeah, the rapist was married. So one, she's a liar because it didn't happen, so perjury. But also adultery because he's married. So it's like... So it did happen and it didn't happen. Right. (laughs) Or if you want to go through with it, it turns out you're still, like, you're going to get adultery. So you're going to be dishonorably discharged no matter what. Um, So she she, she did what she could. And I actually... So before the morning after pill was a thing... I don't know if any of you guys had to do it, uh, but I did, um, was you, they'd give you birth control and you just had to take a bunch of it at once, 12 hours apart. And that would induce your, your um, period. period to try and flush everything out. A condom that broke once, it was very unfortunate. Um, but now they've got the morning after pill. So she was just saying she had to do that. It didn't work. She ended up getting pregnant. So she's like, also, I was able to go then get an abortion, but... You don't choose where you're at when you're in the army or in military at all. You're where you're at, and you can't leave the state unless you like ex- give an express things that you can do that kind. It was a whole thing about it. So like army, and she's like, oh, women get raped in the army or military all the time. She's like, oh, so if I can't go get an abortion because I can't, it's not legal in that state, and I can't leave the state to go get one in a different state. What the fuck am I supposed to do? And I was just like, all of that was fucking horrendous yeah, one every right every thing. yeah every word it was just like oh wow this just everything is so fucking wrong on every goddamn level yeah are you one of the many progressive independent proud american women thinking i love the alamo but i also need an abortion well we are here to help here at sacred uterus of holy texas we can help you understand the fetal heartbeat law and help guide you to the realization that those newly forming cells inside your body are actually a blessed and wonderful gift and you are contractually obligated by way of insemination to offer your host body until the gestation process is complete 
Sound confusing? Don't worry. We're here to help. We understand you may have questions, and we're here to help you navigate your way through the gestation and uterine and vaginal expansion or cesarean surgical process. Yeah, I'm a mother of four. I don't think having any more children will fit into our family financial plan. Am I allowed to have an abortion? Yes, you are. As long as that pregnancy is terminated within the first six weeks of conception, you are eligible for an abortion. Now, since most pregnancies are not detected until 11 weeks and beyond, we recommend daily pregnancy testing throughout the portion of your life cycle where ovulation occurs. I have real problems with rage and violence. I have no patience, and I'm worried I might not be a good choice to nurture a human being. Is there an exemption for me? Now, while there is no exemption for psychological disorders, we do have many state-run care facilities and a subpar foster system, should your new human become a ward of the state. Um, this like sounds expensive, and I work for minimum wage. Who will pay the cost associated with this new human? That is a great question. Ultimately, the financial burden will fall on the taxpayers to find programs that will feed, house, clothe, and educate these new humans, albeit poorly. We here at Sacred Uterus, in partnership with Amazon LLC and Governor Greg Abbott, make it our mission to offer guilt, shame, and in some cases food stamps and other forms of assistance to ensure your newly created human will stay alive until such a time that they may enter the workforce, prison, or military service. I'm a child and I was raped by a relative. Am I considered a host body? Under Texas law, all biologically female bodies are considered host bodies, regardless of age or circumstance. So I'm pregnant, um, and I'm eager to raise a child, but the embryo is attached to my fallopian tube instead of my uterine wall, and I'm going to bleed to death if this pregnancy isn't terminated. Am I a candidate for an abortion? Oh, unfortunately, the law doesn't allow for any abortions after six weeks of cell division, regardless of medical emergency. But I do think in these situations, it's important to understand that some people, such as yourself, are going to have to offer the ultimate sacrifice in order to comply with the law. We understand that offering your uterus to create a new human can cause anxiety and uncertainty, and we're available to help. Just visit our website at fhebadmormons.com or give us a call at 1-202-224-5922. Thank you for choosing the state of Texas as your trusted medical authority. Any financial assistance provided will be subject to government scrutiny. Compensation for new human labor or service will be determined by Amazon LLC based on the bare minimum requirement by law. Humans may be placed in cages or other confinement until they can enter the workforce. Insemination need not be consensual to be binding. Early pregnancy testing is often inaccurate and the responsibility of the inseminated. There is no basement in the LMO. Well, that was a bummer. Yeah. Let's go to, let's hear a word from Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Courtney's eating chips. She didn't realize we were coming back. Sorry. We surprised her. Um, hey, I totally forgot to mention this during cool shit, but I think our listeners would be really excited to know that we're all going to Las Vegas in September <gasps> yeah. to see Molly Crew, yeah. <laughs> Def Leppard, and Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're fucking pumped. And that actually was supposed to be a nice little segue into my story, because I have a story that I don't know that I've told you guys. At least I definitely haven't told the podcast. I'm not sure if I've told the Are two you of you. you going to kickstart my heart? Uh, you better fucking <laughs> believe I'm going to kickstart your heart, girl. <laughs> so, okay, so I wanted to tell you guys this story. Uh, it's so good. Let me, okay, let me think. 
I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Okay, so this happened in Portland, Oregon, and this was probably... Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say like 20 years ago, but we were in, oh, I was working for the co-op. So definitely like more than 15 years ago. Right. So we were in Portland for some sort of like, some sort of co-op thing. I don't know if it was provender or some sort of expo, some sort of natural foods, you know, hippie grocery industry sort of situation. And, uh, I, I, Keegan was there and Matt was there and a bunch of other people were there too. So I think we had like gotten a hotel for this thing, and then a bunch of our friends came so that we could just go party or whatever. And I met this girl. I can't remember anything about her. I don't know her name. She was a little bit older than us, but she was like, she kind of had this like soccer mom vibe. She was blonde, you know, and just like, I don't know how else to explain it, but like soccer mom. And I think that I, I'm sure that I met her because we were at this like convention thing together. Anyways, I don't know how we ended up here, but it's like we go from, you know, selling natural granola bars to like, 1.30 in the morning, drunk at a fucking adult sex shop in <laughs> somewhere in the ghetto. There's Fabulous. like, there, I, I'm sure it's probably still the same, but there was like a ton of junkies out on the street. Heroin was like a huge problem back then. There was just like all these people out everywhere. And I, I definitely remember Matt and Keegan were there, and I think a bunch of other people were there too. But I remember talking to this girl, and she just had like all this, this, these fascinating stories that you would never expect from like a soccer mom. And so... We're in the sex shop. She she buys, like, this bag of dildos. <laughs> we walk out with, like, all this merchandise. And we're walking down the streets. And it's, like, it's kind of sketchy. It's a little late. I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming we were on coke because we were very chatty. And it was the middle of the night and we're drunk in the ghetto with a bag of dildos on a bridge. <laughs> So. Sounds like a good date. <laughs> What's going to mess with you in the ghetto if you're carrying a bag of dildos? You're crazy. <laughs> Give me all your money. What do you Please, sir. All I have are these bag of dildos. Don't make me hit you in the mouth with my dildo. <laughs> uh, but, okay, but so anyway, we're standing there and she's telling me this story. And I think I was, I was a really big Jane's Addiction fan for a long time. Still am, you know, props. But she was like, oh, yeah, Jane's Addiction. I love Jane's Addiction. We got to see this show, you know, in Hollywood and blah, 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 which led her into these stories about how she was this, like, hot girl in Hollywood in the 80s when, like, all the hair bands were blowing up. And I was like, tell me everything. Tell me what you know. She was like, yeah, do you remember that poster? Or it was, like, a flyer. And it turned out to be kind of a famous one. And I remember it was on pink paper. I, I think it was Poison. But it might have been Motley Crue. It was one of those two bands. And it was basically a girl's ass in really short shorts, denim cut-off shorts with fishnets on underneath. And all you could really see was, like, one ass cheek and, like, the half of the other ass cheek. And then it was, like, the band's names and stuff. It was either at the Whiskey or right. the Troubadour, one of those, like, famous legendary places. Um, but she's like, yeah, that was me. That was my ass. <laughs> and I was like, shut the fuck up. She's like, no, yeah, that was my ass. I had your ass on my wall. <laughs> yeah. And she's now, she's a soccer mom, so it's like not quite fitting, but she's like, oh yeah, I was wild back in my day, you know. And th these are also like the posters, the flyers that you would like Xerox, you know. Right. You would like put it together, very crudely Xerox it and like staple them all over every telephone pole right. in Hollywood or whatever. And so she's like, yeah, that was my ass. And I was like bowing down before her. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. She's like, yeah, oh my God, yeah. I like, I fucked Brett Michaels. And I was like, what? Hold on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you fucked Brett Michaels? And this was before like Rock of Love. Right. Ever came out. So we didn't know that like pretty much the whole world had fucked Brett Michaels at this point. Right. <laughs> the man likes to fuck. I don't know. 
So she's like, yeah, I fucked Brett Michaels. And I was like, what was it like? Tell me everything. She's like, well, he has a micro penis. <laughs> and I was like, really? What? She's like, yeah. She was like, it was like, if I'm being generous, it was two inches hard. Ouch. And I was like, oh, no. And then, you know, it's, now that's like public knowledge after all the girls getting on the Rock of Love bus with him and being like, oh, <laughs> you know. I'm so glad he didn't pick me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just, I, I, I hope I, I just wanted to convey to you, soccer mom, bag of dildos, Brett Michaels, Micro penis, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I really don't like the term micro penis. I prefer baby dick. <laughs> a little kid wiener. Uh, little kid wiener. Apparently, on two, in two thousand seven, Brett Michaels talks about his penis. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna come back and repent for this next week, where you can hear all about Michael, my, Brett Michaels, micro penis. <laughs> Maybe uh, for that show that we're going to, maybe like when uh, Poison's out there, we should all be wearing t-shirts that says little kid dick. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> oh, this is kind of rad. There's a website called The Penis Chart. M- Metal Groupies Kiss and Tell. That's a rock forum. <laughs> it's about goddamn time. Pull up, pull up Nikki Six. <laughs> Century. <laughs> do we did we just come up with a new segment? Yes. Uh, metal metal dong of the week. Ooh. You know what the first one is? What? Art Alexakis from Everclear. Oh no, don't say it. Art has an eight-inch cock. <laughs> oh wait. He's loud and practically rabid for eating pussy and rimming. He loves his balls sucked is a great kisser, and enjoys his encounters in odd, semi-public places. Art has a huge sexual appetite, and is very loud, likes to talk dirty. However, he's not fond of condoms, and sometimes his cock isn't fully hard, which may have something to do with him being a former drug addict. (laughs) Either that, or he's old. He tries to come off as such a sincere, sweet guy, but he's a huge slut. He does treat you well when you're with him, even holds hands and cuddles and gives you his real phone number. (laughs) (laughs) He also likes his women to be pretty intelligent and able to hold their end of the conversation about current issues. There you go. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, I guess it's not all terrible, terrible. (laughs) Tune in next week for our next segment on... Wait, who's the next one up? We'll give him a tantalizer. Hey, look at my big dick. <laughs> this isn't actually a very <laughs> easy read, so... This is, a, this, this is when Joe cock-blocked me in Art Alexakis. <laughs> Courtney's showing us a picture. Oh, so we, we, were went get, we went to go see uh, Everclear, and uh, afterwards they were taking uh, photos and uh, signing stuff, and uh, Joe didn't want me to be too close to Art. He knew I had a, a little bit of a crush, so drunk Joe... <laughs> I was like, get away from my girl. Stop trying to rim my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to eat her pussy. <laughs> we can edit that out, right? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. There's one about Leonardo DiCaprio, but I can't find the original text. It's okay. We don't want it. I know. It's a Reddit thread. Right. It's hard. It's hard to, hard to read. Anyway, it, it is hard. It's hard. <laughs> Not yeah. Art Alexakis's dick, apparently. Not all the time. He likes to do drugs. Uh, <laughs> anyways, new segment. Totally happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got for stories. I mean, unless we want to go, we could really dig down the archives and 
we were talking about, you know, the basement where we had to saw the couch in half to move out. (laughs) (laughs) Or that's when when Tiffany has to be on with us. There's uh, all the bike crashes we've we've had, our bike crash compilation. There's a... Uh, I feel like maybe we should just keep this one a short one. Yeah. We gotta start getting ready I for... I have to go down to the pool and hang out with the children. And I gotta get my lightsaber together. My gotta put my whole Star Wars outfit on. I'm wondering if I'm gonna wash my hair today. Anyways, these are, these are stories that I'm not going to share with you. <laughs> You'll hear them next time. What are, wait, what are you wearing tonight? I have a Princess Leia outfit. Right. What are you wearing, Courtney? I have a Chewbacca outfit. <laughs> <laughs> when Mandy told me I was going to May the 4th with her, she said, and you have to dress up. And I said, where am I supposed to get a Chewbacca costume? <laughs> and she sent me a link. And anyway, it's fabulous. That's right. And if somebody <laughs> asks you... The only thing that I regret is that Joe's like, what are you going to do when people come up to you and ask you uh, to do your Chewy impression? Because <laughs> I don't have one. Well, we... Uh, you do now, because we've been kind of working on it, right? Okay, so are you going to ask me? Yeah. Hey, Courtney. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Hey, Chewy. Do your Chewy impression. Go, 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 You fucking Star Wars nerds are getting arrested development. And if you'd like to get arrested, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rating. If you bank Brett Michaels, or maybe your ass was on a, of a, or if you own the picture of the ass we're talking about, please email it to <laughs> fhebadmormons at gmail.com. We have many photographs of <laughs> <laughs> We're on all the social medias. Instagram. Facebook. Pinterest. Grinder. <laughs> We're also on the YouTube. Like and subscribe. Share with your friends. And if you'd like to become a patron, you can do it for as little as $3 a month. As much as you want to give us, just head over to Patreon. And there's something about merch going on here, too, that you can purchase it. <laughs> Take your shirt off. How about a pound town?